um, went through everything, wrote it, wrote it all down, like this is what needs to happen so we can make a sheet for volunteers that came and said, what do I need to do? And we can have it. So like the day of, we had tons of people show up and help with luminaries and the cookie decorations and people making cookies and the cookie platters, uh, all the candles, the tree, you know, it just came together, you know, like John Hamm really hooked us up for that tree because we went over and got it with one of his ramp trucks and then we put it up with his tractor. Um, it, it felt pretty cool rolling into Loon when 6,000 people were coming off the hill with me and Jesse on a John Deere going right up into the governor's lawn. So that's right. We're local. This is what local looks like. We, I should have put our skis in the bucket, drove right to the Kank Quad, got off and like, valet packing, you know. But Loon absolutely loved their tree. The, 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 the comments and stuff, which is, a, which is so cool, is the comments that are coming into Loon on their Facebook page and on their survey stuff is that, oh, thanks so much for putting on the, you know, the, the, the Christmas Eve service. And Loon's like, well, it's not ours. You know, but at the same time, Loon really helps out a lot. All, like this year, we went through 12 gallons of hot chocolate, and we went through six gallons of coffee, and that's all donated by Loon. All the cups, all the sugar, all the stuff. That that's a lot of work. They they make it all up there. Um, we went through. Uh, what, what, what did we make? 600 cookies. That's the new one. We made 600 cookies. There was not a cookie left, um, which is cool. And it just is, was an amazing, amazing time. And, and here's what I love to say. Like, one of, one, of the, one of the missions of Loon Mountain Ministry is to let other people know who Jesus is, who God is. And, and we had probably around somewhere between 400 and 500 people there that night because we ran out of bulletins at 400. And um, that's a lot of people getting to know who Jesus is. And uh, it's just amazing. I, I feel absolutely blown away by the, all the hugs and stuff that we get. But what was incredible is a lot of times we won't get home as a family from that night to like 10, 10.30, sometimes 11 because to put that that governor's lodge back the way it's supposed to go, get all those illuminaries the way they're supposed to go, the candles, the cookie platters, all of that, as you can imagine, takes a while. This year, like we've always had help, but this year, like I'm not even kidding you. I like would grab something and I'd be like, oh yeah, do this, and oh yeah, go over here, and then I grab something else and oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, and I literally did like circles for like 30 minutes, and then I stood there, I'm like, we're we're pretty much done. We got done before the custodial staff got back from, like, from doing their other stuff. And uh, that is huge. It means the absolute world to all of us as a core staff to be like, wow, we were done at 9 o'clock. It was pretty amazing. And then we had Chinese food with the loon staff. Can you beat that? Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, they, uh, Imperial Palace loves that phone call from us. Yes, we would like $300 worth of Chinese food every Christmas Eve. And what a beautiful, what a beautiful thing to do, because you know they're working hard—the snowmakers, the groomers, the custodial staff, the security staff—and it means a lot to them to come down and have a, a hot meal of Chinese food. Who doesn't want Chinese food on Christmas Eve? So, uh, thank you to every everyone that helped. There was so much done. I mean, even this week, Sean, our intern, was putting away cookie platters and, and, and candles, and Eunice almost fell down. And you okay, Eunice? Okay, good. And you can be praying for Eunice and Sean and me and Craig and Drew and whoever else is going up. We are doing Mountaintop Church Service Day at 1130. So. But we're spoiled. We're spoiled because they have let us go into that cabin on the top of the mountain. That's kind of our thing now. We've got our little sign on that up there. We have the key to that building. And lift operations, I hope they did it today, uh, usually makes a fire for us in that little potbelly stove up there, which is pretty, pretty plush. 
pretty nice. So it's going to be 18 degrees in the cabin versus negative 20. Which 18? Like I'm going to be taking off my jacket and be like, whoa! So um, today I'm not choosing to pick up where we left off before the Advent season in Romans, really because I didn't have a chance this week to get into the Book of Romans. The Book of Romans, like remember I'm telling you about, is like drinking from a fire hydrant. You know, it's, 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 the, it's not the 101, it's not the 102, it's like the 110 from, you know, Scripture. It's like class, it's like, an, it's like the, the graduate class in Scripture. You know, you got really fun books like the book of Acts, and you got really fun books, you know, like the book of, or like really, you know, the Psalms. The Psalms are really like poetic and fun to read. But then you got the book of Romans. That's like this deep theological academic literature. But it's very foundational, right? If you want to know why we believe what we believe, if you want to know what are the foundational blocks to the Christian belief, it is Romans. There's many, 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 many scholars, many authors, many professors, many believers that are much smarter than me that have said, if you were going to be stranded on an island with only one book from the Bible, Romans would really probably need to be it. Um, And Martin Luther even said that. So it's a book worth reading if you haven't read it before. But don't Try to conquer it all. Just keep just little bits at a time. You know, it's steak and potatoes for sure. So, I'd like to go with, obviously, the New Year theme. And we're going to do a little New Year sermon this morning and talk about it. And, obviously, what's going on tonight, everyone is making New Year resolutions, right? It's, it's, that's that, <laughs> it's that, it's that, it's that time of year. When we look at the scale, it's that, no, right? It's New Year's resolution time. And, and, and it's funny, I remember, I, I never did this as a kid, you know, I never thought about that. I remember when I was about 28, 30 years old and pants weren't really fitting the way they did when I was 21, 22. And I'm like, oh, this is what New Year's resolutions are all about. And I remember being, I think I was in my late 20s and I was like, you know, I'm going to count calories for the first time. I'm just going to take a look at what I'm eating for calories. So I wanted to go out with a bang. So New Year's Eve, I just went for it. And I was like, I'm just going to have whatever I want, do whatever, because I'm starting tomorrow, dude. I am going to go. I think I figured it out by reading some men's health journal, whatever. I should have been at like 2,800 or 3,000 with my lifestyle and everything. Um, So I counted New Year's Eve. On New Year's Eve day, from when I woke up to when I went to bed, how many calories do you think I consumed? 8,500. And I was like, wow! And that even wasn't like, I was like, that was just New Year's Eve. Like, I didn't do anything crazy. I mean, that was just New Year's Eve. You know where there's a lot of calories? Drinks. And I'm a drink guy. I love soda. You know, I love all kinds of drinks that have, you know, I mean, remember when I wasn't like watching, I used to have, sometimes when I was a kid, I would have Coke with grenadine. That's like sugar on sugar. You know, it's like, what? Anyway, so I don't know how long that New Year's resolution lasted, but I counted for a while. I don't count anymore. I probably should. But my calculator broke. <laughs> but I would like to talk to us a little bit about this idea of new. 
You know, I think the, f- the most famous verse in the Bible for new is this one from Lamentations. His mercies are new every morning, right? And that's a really good one to remember. If you have not seen that verse before, if you don't know anything about that verse, I would suggest that you put this on your refrigerator because we need it. We need it. This is, this is incredible to me. After It happened to me this morning. It happened to me this morning, right? Because all week long, I've had to set my alarm for around 5 o'clock so that I could catch the staff shuttle to get to Loon by 6 o'clock. And it's just been like, man, if I have to stand outside waiting for a Loon shuttle on Pollard Road at negative 18 degrees one more morning, I don't know if I can handle it, right? And just about the time that I was getting ready to complain, here comes Cindy Bartlett running at 5.45 in the morning, and it's 18 below. She's like, morning, Marcus. Like, you're crazy, Sydney. You're lunatic. You know, your horse wouldn't even run with you this morning. She runs with a horse sometimes, dragging it, literally. Have you ever seen her run? She drags a horse around town with her. Wow. Um, so, poor Cindy, you can tell her I referenced her in my, in my, in my, uh, in my sermon this morning. She's not even here, and I'm picking on her. Um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, new, new every morning. But this is what's amazing to me. So this this morning was the first morning that I didn't set an alarm the whole week because this morning I, I really didn't even have to be up till six thirty, so I just didn't need to set an alarm. And you know what happened though? Five forty-five, my head comes off the pillow and I go, <gasps> the signs. They need to get to Loon. I didn't put the signs to Loon yesterday. The Summit Cafe. Have I told the Summit Cafe that they need to have coffee ready for us? People are going to really want coffee today at the Mountaintop Church service because if we don't have coffee, man, it's going to be really cold. Oh, no, I don't think I told the Summit Cafe. Oh, Matt, the guy at Liftoffs, does he know how to make a fire today? Have I contacted him yet? Oh, no, Sean and Eunice, they need to know all how to, like, the code to the cabin to get in. This is literally, I just went seven hours or six hours, however long I was sleeping, completely dependent. I don't know on what. I guess my bed, my heat at my house, I guess the security of an unlocked door. Um, we, I, you know, I'm just dependent. Think about it. I slept for six, seven hours, not depending upon anything. And then all of a sudden, I became incredibly independent the moment I woke up. Have you ever noticed that we do that? The moment you wake up, you just become independent, Right? And that's just when anxiety and worry take over. Here's what one article says. Here's what one article says about anxiety. It says, at the core, because I was anxious this morning. All of a sudden, I I couldn't rest. I couldn't even look at my sermon notes this morning because I was like, i got to do all these things. At the core of these anxieties lies an unhealthy, unhelpful, unbiblical self-reliance that simply cannot bear the burdens of life. God never meant for self-reliance to carry the weight for us. Because why was I nervous this morning? Because I was thinking all about what I had to do, right? But here's what's incredible. Here's what's absolutely incredible. I got going. I got to the mountain, put the signs out, went into the gondola barn, the summit staff for the summit cafe again. Morning, Marcus. How are you? said, hey, guys. I'm so sorry. I don't think I've really reminded you. Oh, no, we got coffee already for you. We saw the sign. Like, oh, you looked at the sign? Yes. Ace of base. I saw the sign. Way to go. I'm a kid from the 90s. I'm a, all the kids from the 90s is millennials. are like, Ace of base, what? Um, 
<laughs> anyway, um, that was back when I was sneaking in my room, listening to unchristian music. Remember that? <laughs> listening to that radio station. Oh, no, mom's coming. Quick, turn it back to the preacher. And the Lord said, let there be light. Mom leaves out. Turn it back over. Killing me softly with his words. Yeah. Lauren Hill, that's what I'm talking about. Anyway, um, sorry, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, Jim, Jim is old. He was saying those are not that old of songs. So, okay, so um, where was I going with all that? I have absolutely no idea. Um, huh? Yeah, we're independent. We're independent, right? And my, I was thinking that oh, I had to do all these things. And the Summit Cafe had it. You know, the Liftops guy, he had it. Our crew here, they had it. We're, we're in this together as a team. And it was crazy. I was driving away from Loon this morning after dropping off two kids to go racing. Foot warmers, um, Summit Cafe coffee, fire in the fireplace, people coming here. And I was like... Thank you, Lord. I'm proud of a really good team. And I didn't need to be worried or stressed at 545. It's, it's okay. And the reality of it is, if we don't get coffee, are we going to die? No. We'll be absolutely fine. Um, I don't know if anyone wants to take their glove off and put coffee in a cup today anyway. But um, I'll just take the whole jug with me. Um, and here's the thing. I love this. This is from Psalms 20, verse 7. If you don't know this verse, this is also a verse. If you, have, if you struggle with worry like I do sometimes, this is a verse for you. It says this. Some trust in chariots and some trust in horses. But we will remember and trust in the name of the Lord our God. And that translation to this day is some trust in cars. Hey, how's your car when you park it outside going right now? Right? That poor car, right? You get out there. My truck has made new noises I never knew it could make. Have you heard those? It's, it's like, when did you start making this noise? I don't know that noise, but, you know, I'd make that noise too if I had to sleep in my driveway all night. Um, you know, it might say, uh, some trust in houses, you know? How's trusting in your house going right now? The pipes up at Sugarloaf at our house at Sugarloaf froze uh, this week, you know, with renters in there. It's like, oh, you know, it wasn't actually the water pipes. It was actually the heat registers froze on the walls. Like, man, your heat froze. That's not good. You know, it's like, oh, you know, the glycol like bunched up and wouldn't go through. Um, it was a little bit colder at Sugarloaf than it was here. Actual temp was negative 31. Not wind chill. Actual temp. Ha, you know. Jay up in Vermont, the ski resort up in Vermont, they shut down because they said it was too, it was unhealthy to ski. I still would have gone. <laughs> um, right and, and some, some trust in money you know you, 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 you want to know if you trust in money or not have a low bank account and see what it does to your blood pressure right totally totally right we kind of check that bank account did my check go in 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 oh it's not there yet oh this is a holiday week it doesn't go in until Tuesday ah you know and so if, you, if you're not sure what brings you anxiety, just kind of watch when your blood pressure goes up or, you're, or something makes you upset or angry, you know? I have to be careful. Weather makes me upset. Weather makes me anxious. When it rains in January, I get really bummed out. There's nothing worse than rain in January for a skier, okay? Um, 
And like I said, at the core of these anxiety lies an unhealthy, unbiblical belief that we can do it on our own, or that it's got to be up to us. It's got to be up to us. So there's some things in Scripture that I'd like for you, if you struggle with worry or anxiety like I do, that will help you, okay? One, put this on your refrigerator. His mercies are new every morning. Two, Psalms 20, verse 7. Some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, right? We trust in the name of the Lord our God. Got to remember that. Colossians 3, 1 through 4. It says, set your mind on things above. Set your mind on things above. Philippians 4 says this. Philippians 4, 8 says, think about whatever is good, whatever is profitable, whatever is righteous, whatever is true, whatever is holy, whatever is worthy of thinking about, think on those things. But isn't it really hard? My word, negative thoughts can just come in or negative situations can just come in and before you know it, you are grumpy. I'm, I get grumpy really quick, right? And I remember talking to Heidi about this one time leading up into Christmas. Here we are, we've got this gorgeous living room, a fireplace, a, a, an absolute beautiful tree. We've got heat, food on the table, and there I am, grumpy, right? Grumpy because I couldn't have cheese in my egg because our cheese are out, right? Wow. There I am, grumpy because the milk's not enough for me to have it on my cereal plus all the other kids to have it on their cereal. Come on, Marcus. These are just really dumb things. But you know what? Left unattended, not having milk on your cereal can turn into a really grumpy day, which is really dumb. Absolutely dumb, Right? It just, it just a great example. Sometimes if I don't get my coffee filter just correct in the percolator, it overflows. And then it's like coffee all over the counter with all of like the, you know, the grit in it. All the grit is in my coffee, you know, my thing. And, and what can that do to me? Make me really grumpy. What? Why? My, oh, my electric coffee maker didn't work. Oh, Marcus, I'm so sorry that your electric coffee maker that you plug in and push play let you down. Poor guy. You know, like, give me a break. You know? Or like we go out to start our car, and it goes, wah, 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 and then nothing. That can really frustrate you, especially if you park it so close to the snowbank that you can't get a car in front of it. Like, ugh! You know, or the worst is when you pull up next to your car with another car, get all the hoods undone, and the battery's on the other side. Oh, right? So then you go and back up and then come on all the way over here, you know? The worst is if you do that and take out someone's side view mirror because you didn't put the hood down because you're starting to save time and you're not really paying attention. Oh, definitely happened before, you know? Definitely. And it can just ruin your day. And you're like, what? This is just little stuff. Oh, my heated seat car didn't work. You know, another one. Our Toyota van has a wicked weird thing where when it gets really, really cold, the uh, radio goes wacko. It like literally, I'm not even kidding you, comes up in a different language. Um, it, it's weird. It's like there's some Chinese, there's some hieroglyphics, there's some like number signs, uh, literally an exclamation point. Maybe it's swearing at me. I don't know. But it says it across the screen and won't play music. So I have to ride in a quiet car. Oh, Marcus, you poor boy. 
I know, quiet. I would rather have music than heat. I don't know about you. Because you can dress for a cold car, but you can't dress for a quiet car. All right. Hey, guys. Um, so, it brings us down. We need scripture. And this is why I'm so thankful that my mom forced me to, to, to memorize scripture. Because it's still there. Philippians 4 8, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is righteous, whatever is pure, think on those things. My mom made me memorize that verse. Okay? Colossians 3, think on things above, set your mind on things above. Another one I had to memorize. Romans 12, 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, which is acceptable in your reasonable act of service, and renew your mind. Romans 12, 1, 2. Renew your mind daily so that you might be able to prove what is profitable and good for life. Now, I know it in the King James. So what's the word beseech? I have absolutely no idea. It's like, I think, a beach down in North Carolina. Beseech? I'm not really sure. But it's, it's there. It's there. And I remember that I need to renew my mind every day. Think about all the things that you do in the morning. There's nothing better than a shower in the morning. Oh, just, just, oh, it's almost better than a cup of coffee, right? There's nothing better than a good cup of coffee in the morning. There's nothing better than some quiet time alone before the kids and the house comes awake in the morning. Have you ever noticed that time goes like this? It's, an, it, it, it's 40 minutes, but for some reason, 40 minutes at 5 a.m. goes by so much faster than 40 minutes at 2 p.m. Has anyone ever noticed that? I'm like, where did that go? I've been sitting. And what's funny is, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm sitting there, right? Scripture will be in front of me. I'll be drinking my coffee, right? And all of a sudden, a kid will come downstairs, and I'll be like, have I been sitting here for 30 minutes? Did I read anything? Did I think about anything? What just happened? My mind, my eyes were open, and I was drinking coffee and looking at a Bible, but nothing was going on. Which I still think is okay, right? That's a, that, that was a needed moment, I guess, you know? And so we have a lot of routines in the morning. Remember this? The best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Remember that? Oh, yeah, totally. That, yeah, Folgers in your cup, right? So, and I'm a breakfast guy. If I don't have eggs... And vegetables for breakfast, I get cranky. Oatmeal just does not cut it, right? And that's okay. And it was one of those things where I had to be careful because when we first got married, I'd uh, do that thing where I came down in the kitchen and be like, uh, hey, um, we going to have breakfast? And she'd be like, uh, sure, there's cereal or there's some oatmeal I think we got. Oh, oh, okay. You know, and then I'd come down the next morning. Um, are we having breakfast today? You know? Oh, sure, there's some toast, I think. You know? All right, well, it took me. I was kind of slow, but I think on day three, I'm like, hey, you want some breakfast? I made some eggs and, and vegetables. And, oh, no, I'm all set. I, I just have a cup, you know, just a, I'm like, okay, didn't know that. Can I eat my breakfast? You know? And so now I, I, I make my own breakfast. And actually, poor Heidi, once in a while, she'll start making breakfast. I'm like, no, 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 no. 
you overdo the eggs every time. Because poor Heidi is making lunches, paying bills, calling somebody from somewhere, I don't know, that has something to do with the thrift shop and something other to do with the price of tea in China. And all these things, I'm like, but the eggs are very important. You can't do the eggs while doing 20 other things. They must be focused upon. Because if they go beyond, they get that dry, crunchy, no. So I make breakfast. But I'm a breakfast guy. And if I don't have protein in the morning, if I don't have protein in the morning, I eat cranky. Um, but there are all these things. There are all these things. And I would like to encourage you this new year to make it a goal. It doesn't have to be huge. You do not have to be a biblical scholar. You do not have to like take the word of God and like dissect the whole thing and know what it means in Greek and Latin and Hebrew and all that stuff. Just read one or three or four verses or a chapter in the morning. It is an amazing way to start your day. And will there be days where it'll just feel like, huh? Totally. Are there days where your coffee that you make, that you make every day that you make, it's got to be a certain way? Are there mornings where your coffee is just kind of like, huh? Yeah, it just, it just it is. It just is. But does that mean you don't do coffee? Uh, nope. You do coffee. Why? Because you'll pay for it at 10.30. You'll be like, ah, oh, my head. Ah, uh, right? I want us to get to the point as a church body that if you do not get God's word in the morning, that by 10.30 you go, oh, my heart. Oh, that, that aches. You know, I'm not, I, I don't know how to deal with that or I can't get ready for that or whatever. I, I didn't get my, my sustenance. I didn't get the living word of God, right? And, and, and hey, you're looking at somebody here that, 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 that I don't make a habit of every morning getting in God's word. There's sometimes I do, but there's a lot of times that I roll out of bed five minutes before I have to be at a ski race in Waterville Right? And I'm like, oh my goodness, we're late, and toe warmers, and GS suits, and ah, you know? But guess what? There's a 40-minute ride between here and uh, Waterville, and I'm lucky now because my kids are old enough to read, actually better than I do. So I'm like, hey, read this while Dad drives, you know, and they can, you know, read Scripture. And I'm fortunate Hattie gets car sick, but Abishay doesn't, so they can, they can read some Scripture. They can read some Scripture. I would like to encourage you this new year. Maybe you're wanting to lose some weight. Maybe you want to be a little bit more active. Maybe you're wanting to do it. I would also encourage you, put down, read some scripture each day. Read some scripture. And if you have no, nowhere to start, no idea where to start, okay, I can't do it with a smartphone because it's a smartphone, right? Is get one of those, a Bible, or you can do it on your smartphone. Can I borrow your Bible for a second, Sean? Is this old and New Testament or just new? The whole thing. Okay, wow, that's a cool line on something. All right? If you take your Bible and try to split it in half, this will help you remember. Try to split it in half. Oh, that didn't work. Oh. That was really close. Very close. I got Isaiah and Psalms. I was trying to get Proverbs. Okay? There's a book called Proverbs and has 31 chapters. Typically, there's 31 days in a month. Sometimes there's only 30. Um, sometimes there's 34, um, if it's a long month. I don't know about you, but it felt like there was 12 days in December. What just happened? But anyway, doling, right? Flip it open in the middle. There's a book called Proverbs. If you have the whole Bible, if you only have the New Testament, you're probably going to open it and it will say something like Acts or Romans or something. But Proverbs, 
31 chapters, one chapter a day. They're usually not that long. And they're full of wisdom. They're full of wisdom. Start there. And if the month gets over and you're like, oh, that's kind of cool, then flip right before Proverbs. There's this beautiful book called Psalms. That will take you a really long time. But there's these gorgeous uh, poems, gorgeous songs in the Psalms. They're absolutely gorgeous. They're great to read. Great to read. And so I would encourage you, okay? I would encourage you. And I want to end with this. This is really cool because this is anxiety, all right? I want to end with this. Anxiety is this, your circumstances versus your ability. That's anxiety. Your circumstances versus your ability equals anxiety. But your circumstances versus God's ability equals faith. Okay, let me say that again. Your circumstances versus your ability equals anxiety every time. That formula works every time, okay? Your circumstances versus God's ability equals faith. And that isn't something that's just natural. We got to look in scripture to remind us of God's ability. Because sometimes, even as a pastor, I'm like, you're not here. I don't see you. I don't hear you. I don't feel you. You know, I got to get in God's word. And it's not only just about God's word. You put it in here and you put it in here so that you can go hike and sleep on a mountain. And it's with you. I love, that's the best, right? Nothing better than watching the sunset on first ledge and thinking about God's word. Or skinning up cruiser, you know. Oh, man, I skinned the other day at like 13 below. Everything was fine except the back side of my legs. It literally felt like needles were going into my, the back side of my leg because the wind was coming up the hill. And I think the wind chill was like negative 25, right? But I was like, Lord, you're my provision. Yes, you are, you know. Um, but every time, your circumstances versus your ability equals anxiety. Your circumstances versus God's ability equals faith. And thanks for hanging out on Sunday morning because I need it just like you do, a reminder of that. Just like, okay, yeah, okay. And we're going to head back into the week. Make sure you got some brothers and, Christian, brothers and sisters that know Jesus that can hang out with you. Uh, make sure that you're hanging out with your neighbor who might not know Jesus and just love on them. Don't feel like you've got to be Billy Graham to them. Just, you know, just go and like hang out with them, get to know them, love them, share life with them. It's 2018 is going to be a good year. It's going to be a good year. And will there be some downs? Totally. Was there some downs in 17? Totally. You know, but remember, it's God's ability, not ours. Jesus, we love you. We thank you so much for a fresh start. New year, 2018. God of 2017 was one of those years that just was like, that was not a fun year, a difficult year. I ask, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit that we can just put that to bed and that we can go into 2018. Lord, if 2017 was this victorious year, awesome, great, well then, Lord, I pray that we can go into 2018 not putting our trust in some of those things that happened that were awesome, but putting our trust and faith and hope in you. Thank you, Lord, for inspiring by the power of your Spirit these people to write these things down from Solomon and Lamentations where your mercies are new every morning. And Paul and Colossians, God, where we are to set our mind on things above. Lord, and Paul and, and, and Philippians 4, that we are to think of things that are true and noble and right and pure. And Paul again, God, um, in Romans, where we are to renew our mind on things above. You are so, so good to us, Lord. Thank you for your word. May we desire it more than coffee. May we desire it more even than our breath. It's in your name we pray. Amen.